Delano's Top of the Week. It's that time of the week when we are joined by Delano in the studio to talk about uh, something that's coming up in the news. We also have a look at some events um, that whoever's in has chosen for listeners to look forward to in Luxembourg this week. And then there's always a personal pick at the end as well. Uh, this week we're joined by Duncan Roberts. Good morning. Morning, Tom. How is it going? Uh, very well, thank you. <laughs> uh, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, this news cycle is crazy. I mean, we prepare this... On Delano's side, we prepare this show sort of on Friday afternoon, but over the weekend and, you know, the news cycle catches up with us. Mm. Who knows what's happening over in the UK, but it's going to impact uh, British relations with Europe and probably Luxembourg, depending on who the next Prime Minister is going to be. And the big news last night was that it's not going to be Boris Johnson <laughs> exactly. because he's, he's pulled out of the leadership race. He has. He claimed he had 102 MPs backing him, although only about 60 had actually declared. Um and as I said, the news cycle is, you know, very fast. Even Nadim Sohawi, the, who was chancellor for about five minutes, um, <laughs> he tweeted his support for, for Johnson actually two minutes after, after Boris had after announced. Boris had announced <laughs> he's not running. So oh, even even his own supporters can't keep up with the, the pace of the news. Uh, I mean, even earlier in the day, um, Jacob Rees-Mogg came out and said he was sure that Boris Johnson was going to stand. So yeah. It's, I mean, it'd be interesting to know why exactly he did pull out. Was it that he couldn't? He didn't I have think, the numbers. I or think s- he didn't have the numbers. To be yeah. honest, to be honest. Um, um, I, who knows? I'm wondering whether somebody high up in the party might have had a word with him and said, "Look, if you if you do go for this, it's just going to be chaos." So it please would, don't. It would signal the end of the, the Conservative Parliamentary Party for a long time. I think. So at the moment, anyway. it's it's looking likely to be Rishi Sunak because he's got he's it, got it way is. over the number that, yeah, of nominations that he needs. He's got over 160. You need 100. Um, the only possible challenger, they have to announce their declaration to run by today, later today, uh, is Penny Morden, who's the the leader of the House, um, who actually polled quite well in the last leadership election. She was only t- overtaken by Liz Trust in the final vote of MPs. Um, but it's, I mean, it's just crazy what's going on in British politics now. The Liz Truss's resignation last week didn't catch everybody by surprise. But, I mean, um, yeah, after six weeks, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I just, I just read on somewhere that um, she was the only, she's the only sitting prime minister not to have had an episode of Doctor Who air oh. <laughs> during her tenure wow. since the programme began in 1963. And my team, Newcastle, have actually remained undefeated for the whole of the Liz Truss marriage. <laughs> So it's quite, it's just amazing. Um, but yeah, who knows what's going to happen? It's going to have an impact on on the markets. It's going to have an impact on, as I said, on UK relationships with with Europe and with with Luxembourg as well. I mean, Rishi Sunak seems like a quite pragmatic fellow um, from what he said during the previous campaign, um, which has been borne out by the fact that you know Liz Truss's and and uh, Kazi Kwarteng's budget has been reversed. Mm-hmm. To, to sort of match what he was saying during the campaign. So it's uh, quite interesting. Um, last Friday, Xavier Bettel was asked about Liz Truss's resignation and rather cheekily he said, uh, oh, I hope I can recall how many British MPs I've survived. Because, of course, he's been in power here in Luxembourg for, t- is it 10 years? Nine years. Nine yeah. years. So it'll be 10 years by the next election. So by the next election, if he is re-elected, well, even by the end of this week, um, it will be five British prime ministers. That he's five British prime ministers. Um, I mean, 
you can't just you can't help but compare how stable things seem here compared to the chaos that's currently going on. Well, precisely. As, as he said, Bettel's been in power for nine years. Before that, we had Jean-Claude Juncker, who was uh, prime minister for 18 years. Before that, we had Jacques Santer, who was prime minister for 11 years. Both of those prime ministers went on to become presidents of the European Commission, strangely enough. So, you know, that's three, three MPs, uh, three prime ministers since 1984, which, you know, does show there is st- some stability they always govern in coalition, which is another factor that brings some sort of stability. You know, there's always some political consensus, you know. Um, but we're seeing that now. The next parliamentary elections are almost exactly one year away. Mm-hmm. They happen on a Sunday. Whether it's the second or third Sunday in October is remains to be seen. The official date hasn't been announced. but So by this time next year, we, we will, should have an idea of who our next prime minister will be, whether it will be Xavier Bettel, um, or one of the other candidates. Um, the government in Luxembourg is currently a coalition between um, Xavier Bettel's party, the DP, yeah. uh, the Socialist Workers' Party, the LSAP, and De Grain, which is is the Green Party. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it might be it's probably too early to make predictions, but do they look likely to gain the majority of seats again if at, if, the, at the next election? I think if they if they stick together, which they probably will. Um, I can't see the CSV turning around their awful performances over the past uh, two elections. They've been been dropping. I mean, they're still the biggest party in Parliament. They still get the most votes. But they, I mean, there's no way they could ever form a, you know, a, a one-party government. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's difficult to see if they get a certain threshold, over a th- certain threshold, which of the other parties would actually be willing to work with them. Okay. Because um, back in 2013, there was this sort of pact between the DP, LSAP and De Gring, even though it wasn't made public. Um, they had sort of talked before and said, you know, if we do, if the CSV doesn't get enough, you know, votes, we're not going to work with them. So, so, so yeah. Do, they go, do those three parties kind of go into the election campaigns already um, stating that they're running a coalition? No, no they run, no. They run, they run their own campaign. And yeah. we've seen that. We've seen the start of that campaign already. Luxembourg has very strict rules on, on election campaigning. Um, it's normally five weeks before the election date that you can actually start the official campaign, i.e. putting posters up and you know, putting out ads and so on. Um, so a year away is, is quite a long way away, but we saw it in Xavier Bettel's uh, State of the Nation speech two weeks ago, where normally they, they sort of predict and you know, state what, what's going to happen in the, next, in the coming year. But Xavier Bettel's speech this time was more like a, a list of all the achievements that his government has achieved. Um, in fact, what some MPs called it an interminable listing of the government's achievements. <laughs> okay. um, so it did go on quite long. Um, and then the following day, Eureka Bacchus, the finance minister, announced her budget. And again, it was very cautious. She said it avoided taking ill-advised risks. Uh, and one of the main things that was notable in that was that there will be no major tax reform before the end of this parliament, which is one of the promises that the coalition government made that there would be this major tax reform. They've, they've said, oh, well, we had two, two and a half years of dealing with the pandemic. You know, there wasn't time to, to bring in this tax reform. But uh, the LSAP, before she announced that, uh, had said, no, we need this major tax reform. And De Gring also have said, no, we need active investment. We don't need to be cautious. Um, so you see the three parties are already okay. sort of positioning themselves ahead of the election. Okay. Sort of saying, yes, we did, we did great things in government together, but our party's the best. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, and I mean, what are the big issues that will be faced by an incoming government in the next elections? What are they? What is each party likely to be prioritizing in their manifestos? Well, I think uh, I think you can't get away from the housing crisis. Um, everybody's got to be talking about that uh, mobility again. Um, but who knows? I mean, who knows how long this this war in Ukraine is going to last? Uh, if that's still going on by next October, uh, the cost of living crisis and how to deal with it, um, inflation. All that is going to be going to be a priority. Um, so again, you know, like it, as in as in the UK, the Conservative Party here, the CSV, is seen as the you know the the party of fiscal responsibility. Even though I think the the DP have done quite well with the with the budget over the past ten years, um, they've had the finance minister for the past ten years. So they, I think they've done quite well um, in balancing the books. Um, but yeah. I think I think housing and, and mobility and you know just the the population growth in Luxembourg and how do we manage that mm. is is going to be the the main issue. And just uh, finally, uh, as a reminder, is it it's only Luxembourgish nationals that can vote in the elections in the national elections? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But we do have local elections coming up in June, so and everybody can register for that. And I think they've cut short the registration time ahead of the elections so i think we're up until the end of april next year you can register but do it now and you get your name on the list um it is a lot of people are put off because they say well once i'm on the list it's man- mandatory to vote mm. yes it is by law but nobody's been prosecuted under that law since 1963 i think um and it's a sunday you know we do <laughs> the elections are on a sunday the polling booths are open i think from eight in the morning till two in the afternoon so you have, an, and the polling booths are always within a walk or a short drive of everybody's house. They're mm. normally held at local primary schools. Um, so, you know, there's no excuse for not voting, not registering to vote, because local local politics matters. Uh, and where, local, do you, where do you register to vote? Is that on? Um, you can register online, online or at your on, local commune. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm going to play a track right now. When we come back, we're going to look at some events that you've uh, picked out for this week. We're back in the studio right now for Delano's Top of the Week. I uh, was chatting away with Duncan there and didn't realize the song was just about to finish. Uh, but we're right now going to look at some events that are coming up in Luxembourg City that um, Duncan has picked out for people to look forward to. What have we got first up, Duncan? Uh, first up, starting on Wednesday, over two days, uh, it's the Arch Summit, which is a sort of uh, next-gen technology innovation fair up at Lex Expo. There'll be decision makers, government officials, startups, uh, and investors looking for you know to invest in the next uh, startup techno- technological startup. Okay, so this, is, this is a public event. It's a public yeah. event up at Lux Expo. Yeah. Okay. Um, and is, will you? Do you need to book tickets for that, or can you yeah, just show up? I think yeah? you should book tickets in advance. Go to the Lux Expo website. I think Arch Summit also has their own website. Okay. Um, up next, a concert that's coming up. Yeah, Molly Lewis down here at the Rotonde. Um, she's the world's foremost whistler. <laughs> she doesn't sing, she whistles. Only? <laughs> yeah. Only whistles. But it's amazing. Okay. Uh, you listen to her music, it's very... Uh, some, the New York Times described her whistle like as a theremin, like a theremin. Wow. So it's got this, you know, sort of sci- sci-fi undulating tone <laughs> to it. It's really good. Um, I need to check that out. Yeah, I mean, she's she's actually performed with Dr. Dre and with uh, she did a duet with Karen O of the AA Years. So she's and much she, sought after. And she and never sings at all. She just whistles. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, and finally, finally Thursday. So sorry, sorry, Molly Lewis is on Thursday. 
mm -hmm. uh, Rotonde. Uh, and on Thursday and Friday, we have a Korean film festival. Um, so four films, two films at the Cine Utopia up in Limpetsburg on Thursday and two at the Cinematheque on Friday. So fairly new South Korean films. We all know South Korea is you know, producing some amazing films. It has done for at least 25 years, but I mean, with the, with the Oscar win for... Um, Parasite. Parasite, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Great film. <laughs> Recently. Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, Squid Game and everything, mm. Korean culture is just on the, on the rise and continues to be very innovative and um, well-made. So that's uh, on Thursday and Friday Thursday. at the Cinematheque and the, and the Utopia. And the Utopia. Yeah. Okay, um, cool. Well, we're going to round things off with a track that you've selected this week. Yeah. And um, what have we got? Well, it's by a Swedish band called Goat. I think you know them well. Yes, they're a great. I, I didn't realize that they had new music out. So. Yeah, they've got a new album out that came out on Friday, I think, called oh. Odeth. Um, it's very eclectic. Uh, some very sort of heavy metal guitars on it and funky and the track I've to chosen is called Under No Nation which is a very funky slice of brilliant uh, well this is Goat from Sweden with Under No Nation from their new album uh, I'm going to include this in the track of the week vote as well because I, I, I didn't spot this one uh, coming out this week but uh, if you like this one and you'd like to give it a vote let us know I'm also going to I'll post it to our Instagram stories Duncan thanks for joining me today thanks, Tom. and uh, see you or one of your colleagues next week you will yeah